Hi guys, um, welcome to today's episode of The Grind by NUTM. And um, I mean, today is such an exciting day. We have some very amazing people in the studio with us. Uh, of course, I'm not alone. I'm not going to be hosting this alone. By the way, my name is Israel. Um, so I'm going to be introducing, or my course will be introducing herself actually. So go ahead, sister. Hello guys, my name is Yejide. Welcome to the podcast today. Um, why are you talking like you're hungry? I haven't eaten. Who's, who's punishing you? <laughs> um, but you guys, you're going to have a really good time with us today. Um, we have amazing people on the show. And um, yeah. Yeah. So um, um, for the next, you know, three episodes, we'll be talking more about things that have to do with our careers and stuff. So I mean, this is something, but this, this, these ones are things that you definitely want to like, you know, keep up with and stuff. So for today, we are going to be starting with um, entrepreneurship, right, JJ? Yes, um, entrepreneurship. That's a very, should I say, that's a, a very interesting topic that everybody wants a bite of. So yeah, we just yeah, and of course to I'm mean, just like we always do, you know, we have some very amazing people in the studio and. I'm particularly excited about this because of the two people that are around and you know you're gonna get a lot from from things that we're gonna talk about today. Um the first person you know I'll start with the lady. Toby, aka okay, Ekemina. Okay. <laughs> Hi everyone, my name is Ekemina Olua Toby Emeliareta. Mm-hmm. The way Israel just pronounced my name is just he's off. We should <laughs> find him. Yes. Fine. Israel, you're going to pay. Alright, I'll stick with Toby. Yes. <laughs> Better. Um and we have Rowan in the studio. Rowan, what's up? Uh okay. Hello guys. Uh, my name is Rowan Akewali. Um it's nice to be here. Okay, so sorry, um Rowan, small let me just confess my sin. So when I first said your surname, I thought it was Akeyewale, like bringing the bird to the house. But when I think the first time you pronounced it in class, I was like, oh, nice, Akeyewale. Please don't ruin my mentor's surname. Ruin is my mentor. Wow. Yes. So you can imagine when I said that we had like some very resourceful people in the studio. Yes, this mentor is right here yeah, on no, the show. Yeah, I'm trying to look up to you. Before NUTM. Wow. Yeah. Funny enough, no, but I used to follow his page. So oh, really? I see all the exciting things. Wow. Uh-uh. Yeah. Your you <laughs> He's a boss. <laughs> Big man for me, humble. Nice, nice, nice. All right, so, um, okay, you, you, I think you wanted to go ahead and, you know, get our, our guests to warm up. And... I wanted to watch. <laughs> That's what I wanted. Anyways, um, so everyone, um, just. Give us a summary about what your business is, what you do, just the general just around your business. Uh, okay, thank you. Um, um, the name of my company is Techland Africa. We are consulting for for tech startups, uh, tech enablers, and tech and small businesses basically. Build them with market research, um, financial planning, business planning, pitch deck design. Everything, and then we connect them to potential investors to help them raise funds. Because a lot of it, what we discovered is that a lot of small businesses don't even they need funding, but they don't even know where to face. You know, they don't when they go to banks, they are turned down. But there is funding out there, 
how do they position and how do they present their business well enough so that you know those uh, available opportunities um, are able to consider them. So that's what basically works with my company. So are you, are you based out of Lagos or where? That, so yeah, we're based in Lagos. Um, we have our office around the key. Uh, but yeah, big we, we are, yeah, a team of young people. So we work. Uh, it's a hybrid kind of organization we do offline we do. Okay, um, my company name is Source My Gadgets and uh, yeah, what we do is we help customers um, source whatever gadgets they need and basically you tell us what you need if it's available in the market to source for it locally. Um, we also pro provide uh, recommendation services, so the kind of customers we basically deal with are people who don't like to stress themselves going to the market or don't know where to get these things from or don't even have an idea of what exactly they want. So we sort of just help them to identify those things that are key to them, prioritize their needs and then help them look for quality suppliers in that market because we know that Computer Village has a unique perception. So yeah, we we're trying to change the narrative. <laughs> yeah, so that's basically it. I mean that that that's, that looks like something. I mean both both your both your businesses actually look extremely exciting. And personally, I would definitely want to work with you guys. And but they're yeah. not employing. So they don't have to be employed. They you don't know, want to. I can be a consultant. They don't want to. What are you? <laughs> anyway, so um, so I'm going to start with you, Toby. I mean, with what you said, and no offense, but this is just correct reality. Um, the whole gender thing, right? You are a lady in a male-dominated market, and then just you know gets me thinking. What what led you to actually start? That be nice. I feel like I feel like that's a lot of wrong <laughs> money. But what made you start <laughs> business? Well, that's a heavy question mm. because I did not even plan on building a business in that environment or even finding myself there in the first instance. Let's just say that. Uh, condition nine make fish bed <laughs> so um i think i found myself there while i was still trying to look for a job and at that point of my life i was like anything just bring anything anyway, exactly and i entered into that market as someone who was just going to help with managing their books because i have a bit of background in accounting so um i got to learn a lot about the market i got exposed to a lot of things including the problems from engaging with the customers and some of those problems I even got to experience myself. So um, a few experiments here and there and support from some of the network of people that I've already made there and here we are. <laughs> but um, it wasn't easy, I would say that because initially I was getting some funny, funny um, advances. People were not taking me seriously. <laughs> and and so, but you know, you just have to be firm, know what you're there for, and turn all of those advances into relationships, like relationships that have value. So when they see the value you're bringing to the table, then they begin to look at you differently. So yeah, that's how it's Okay. Um, Rewa, uh, so your business, it sounds really exciting. It sounds like everything is just perfect. But I want to like know, like, just, I want to I, know. Just what? <laughs> 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 I want to know the challenges, like what's, what, 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 what do you go through that keeps you up like, oh my God. Okay, so um, 
my my line of business, um, you know, um, it it means that I have to deal with every different businesses like every day. I listen to their problems, the challenges they are facing, and the, their problem becomes my problem. So it's always like that, and that's the excitement um, about the about my line of business, and that's what I like about it. So every business comes with their own unique set of challenges. Um, so um, you have to hone that kind of problem, walk in the um, you know, client's shoes, and try to you know, um, profile solutions to it. But for me personally, I think one of the one of the uh, problems that challenges that we face is the availability of data. Um, we are a company that relies solely on data a lot to make decisions and to advise um, our clients. But data is not readily available in this, in this part of the world. Uh, for example, if you were in the US and you wanted to know the number of um, students or the number of age group from this age to this age that consumes this kind of, you, you see it. Even if you have to buy pay token, you get that data. But here in Nigeria, or Africa generally, those data are not you know readily available and it becomes a matter of some some there are some researches that will be doing that we have to go you know get our own raw data do the analysis which would have you know saved a lot of time if the data will be just fetch it and then you plug it and, and that's it so I think that's one of the major um, challenge um, challenges that we face uh, um, and sorry, so while you were talking here, yeah, I mean, I said to her, I was thinking, you know, there's, there's, there's a statistics body in Nigeria called the Nigerian Bureau of Statistics. Um, so I don't know if you've ever like had any opportunity to work with them. So this question is like, people, have you ever had any opportunity to like work with them? And then, um, I mean, I think we all have an idea of what it feels like to work with a government agency. Right, to sort of need to have to like as with a government agency. It's usually like a lot of bottlenecks and stuff. So if you've ever had such experiences, like how did how did that go? And um, how were you able to navigate that that scenario? Okay, so the 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 MBS portal is a very good resource. They they are online portal. We go there you know, to get the data and everything. And I think over the years they've improved, they're still improving, trying to make it available in, in a palatable way because so that you know it's not just scattered. But more still needs to be done. A lot of the data, some of them are incomplete, some of them are not even there at all. Um, so um, it all boils down to and MBS should be like the one that has access to all these data but all these data but I mean they are trying but it's still not there. But to deal with them like Directly offline, we've not done that. Or we, you know, we make reference to their websites. Hey, Toby. So, um, I want to know: Have you ever turned down any business opportunity so far, or have you turned down somebody that come? Oh, I want to buy this gadget. Like, no, the wallet is too much. <laughs> so, have you turned down? Ah, wow. Um, well, there are a few customers that have been very challenging. And um, you won't, you have to use wisdom, sincerely. Uh, you won't directly turn them down, but there are ways to it or around mm. it. You don't refer them to someone else. So it's either you refer them or you give them price that just chases them away 
or <laughs> yeah, because um, I've based uh, based on my experience, um, if I keep pushing with that customer, the challenges never end. So even you you see yourself going beyond even what you normally would do. And even at that, the customer doesn't even appreciate it. They just yes, want to yes. keep using you and it's like they're doing you a favor. And that's not the way, it's supposed to be a two-way thing. We're helping each other out. You're giving me a great experience and I'm giving you a great experience. So if you're making it really frustrating for me, I'll be looking for ways to run away from you. <laughs> that's it. So, so just as a follow-up question, what has, I want you to like paint a, a, a true scenario, okay. right? Just let's make this to be more, oh dear. Uh, more exciting. Like, okay. Explain to us, give us a, a scenario of your most frustrating experience with a customer. You don't have to mention your name. I know, I, I can't <laughs> even do that because you never know who's listening. <laughs> ha! Most frustrating. I don't think I have a most frustrating. I think I just have a series of. Wow. Because each customer is unique and uh, they all bring their own special. <laughs> but top of the list, which, which one can you? Can you Top of the list would be customers who um, first have an issue with the price, then um, they don't even know what they want, so they will first want you to recommend. Then you recommend and then they're trying to make it look like they know better than you. But just now you did not even have an idea of what you wanted. I'm the one that directed you into that line. And then the next thing is, or oh, maybe they go for something a little higher than what they actually need the gadget for and then they get it, they don't know how to navigate through. So they are calling you by 11 p.m. Oh my God, I don't know how to set this thing up. How do you set this thing up? It's too expensive. Why do you make me buy this? Like, it's always so funny. Um, some might even be parents. Oh my God, parents are the most unique set of customers because they don't have any idea of tech. So first they would, they would really press you about the price because they don't even have an idea of the market price. So they're like, why would I be buying this laptop? for this price like a macbook for example the parents wanted to get a macbook pro touchpad 2020 for her son and he wanted to use it for production and all of that and i recommended that because she the son first said macbook air macbook air can't do that so then she sees the price and she's like jesus christ what kind of and then i have to explain exactly i have to explain what the laptop can do then we finally um, agree that that's the laptop she's going to take. Then she removes 50k from the price. Like I see if I went to the market to steal it. <laughs> and then after we finally bargained on the price, she's like, she's not going to pay delivery. She's not going to do anything. And then, okay, fine. I package it. Then she starts to second guess. And the rider is here to pick up the item. And it's already three o'clock. And she says she's leaving the office by five. And she stays on the island. I'm at computer village. So she starts second guessing. No, don't bring it. Bring yours. No. As in, it was so frustrating. Then we sent it. And then it got to her. And the next thing was, how do you set this thing up? I want to see it for myself. I want to test it. I want to... I'm like, <laughs> Ma, please calm down. <laughs> and then that took another process entirely. So each customer is just unique. And... They have, so I think my best type of customers are the ones that at least have a sense and are independent, such that you just direct them to where to get these things from and then they go do their own survey and research and then they come back to you with a definite um, idea of what they want, the price and all of that. And then if it's time for setup, if they have needs, you just guide them, okay, go to this place, see this video to help you and that's all. And they even appreciate you on top of that. But you know the other type of friends I just, oh my god. <laughs> now I said 11 p.m. Sometimes I have to switch off my phone because I want to sleep. <laughs> I can feel the, I can feel the energy. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> 
So yeah, each customer is special. <laughs> That's just what I'm going to say. Yeah. Excellent. And um, sorry, yeah, yeah. Um, so from the things that you guys are saying, right? Uh, I, I just try. I, I get a sense from what you're saying about the fact that you know when you want to start um, a business, like prior to starting, it always looks like let me just sell two things and become a millionaire. And then you start, and then it happens that you don't sell stuff for like the first two or three months, or you don't even do. Because what, from what you're saying, like the challenges, right? Yeah. That entrepreneurship is not exactly like a bed of roses mm-hmm. where you just really go and stroll in the park and do all of those things. So, what 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 has been like the biggest thing that has burst your bubble? Like, so I'm sure before you started your business, there was something you had in mind that, ah, no, once I see one client in two days or in two weeks, ah, ah, we will reach one million dollars. So like, what's the biggest bubble that has been bust? Okay, so, um, so my own journey to entrepreneurship wasn't like uh, the smooth kind of, you know, uh, happy ever after kind of thing. Is there any happy ever after, <laughs> so, yeah, so, so, I mean, I still see a lot of young people, which is very good, to want to, you know, go into business and be an entrepreneur. But um, a lot of people don't have that kind of reality check at the back of their mind to, to really know that, okay, it's it's never like a straight path. So for me, um, it's said that you know everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face. Mm-hmm. So I've been punched in the face. Uh, How many times? <laughs> quite a number of times. You know, before I even started um, this my. Can you was like a, a real life scenario? Okay, so I I have. Um, I have two field businesses. Mm-hmm, I know uh, the example. <laughs> so I have two field businesses uh, that were um, one was you know very okay and the other one was also doing fine and you, uh, you know they failed for one reason or another. But the lesson is what really matters. You know? So um, when I started this particular company, I didn't have that kind of you know the honeymoon phase. That so from the onset I knew it was great and work and work and more work you know from the from the start and so i mean there were when we started there were months like that you won't get you know really good you know gigs from from clients and then you pitch this client and you do this and do that but knowing coming from where where i was coming from i knew that uh, this is just a phase to pass so now i think i mean we we've gotten over past that face. No more anymore. So yeah, so <laughs> so that's it. Okay, um guys, I want to know, so um being at ANTM here, has it been with business and how has the program um impacted your business so far? How's that going? Okay, so uh personally um, I've learned a lot here at ANTM. Um a lot of them a lot of the things we're learning here applies to my to my business personally and uh, it's been a very helpful and, and exciting journey for me. Um, take for instance the, the um, even the class that we had today you know um, with uh, Professor Shubo and even a Fosal Jobos class. So these are real, real uh, one of the beauty of this of AUTM is that you learn practical stuff you know um, and 
uh, yeah, like uh, even our third lab project is exciting for me personally because now it's like I'm building a new company from scratch mm-hmm. entirely. So, which which is very uh, very nice. Okay. okay. Um. So with regards to me, uh, I think when I got selected for NUTM, I immediately started to put in controls and some level of structure so that I wouldn't be distracted while I was here and uh, my business would be able to run at least to a large extent without me being there physically. So I had to bring in two new people. So I went from three staff to five all at once. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And that has sort of puts some pressure on the amount we're making in terms of profit at the end of the day. And, um, And then also not being there because I'm, if I'm the one dealing with the customers directly, I already know most of these people. They are return customers. I know how to convert most of them. And But then with this person that I just trained, she's not so familiar with them. She just goes with the directions. If this person wants price, give them price. And then if they say they'll get back to you, that is it. Move on to the next one. You understand? So um, that has been challenging and it also affected our sales a bit. So me too, it's a bit like... Ah, how how can I make her be more like me? <laughs> yeah, there's that. And um, but we are finding ways to just manage that. And uh, the people here, oh my god, amazing people. Um, a lot of people with unique um, experiences, skills, and um, okay. all round personalities. <laughs> and people like, like PG. I know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Sorry, by the way, sorry. In case these guys don't know, I mean, you probably might be wondering that why do we have like this amazing questions? I mean, here today is actually an entrepreneur, so yeah, I know. So now. she's she's the one that cooked up all these questions. Is it me that you're so <laughs> better don't cast yourself and don't talk. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Continue. Okay, so um, for people like Yejide, Israel, <laughs> even real one, and um, a lot of other people out here that have helped me one way or the other, I'm learning a lot also from the classes, although I am still a bit overwhelmed. It's taking a bit of time for me to adjust. But uh, because that's been a long time since I've been in this kind of environment. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so having to, having to, <laughs> having to learn all over again how to read, how to listen, yeah. like all of that, because I'm so used to hands-on. I'm understand? Exactly. The pace is different. <laughs> It's intense, but still it's different and uh, having to do that. But I think I'm still trying to find ways I can apply some of the things to my business, particularly now that I'm in the phase of trying to scale and develop a product and all of that. So it's it's totally a new experience. The TED Lab particularly, this was not even the way I started since my gadget. So this is new for me. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so everything all together is just an amazing and I look forward to what's the remaining ones for. Yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. Okay, um, yeah, I want to know, um, what's the next step for your business, Rinwan? Like, what, what, where do you see your business in the next three to five years? Good question. Yeah, so, um, being here, um, there are some, some things, some adjustments that, um, I think I've made to my business. Um, which, Thank you, NUTM. I know. NUTM, <laughs> Thank you. There are some, some other products that I think, um, um, will take to the market when even before you know uh, I finish this program. So um, the next phase for our business is to serve people better. So we we want to uh, pivot from just a company that writes business plan, 
and, and all those things for, for businesses to a company that actually, you know, we want to be more active in connecting people to that can accelerate so, so yeah, so a lot of people want to invest. You know, you see people investing in scams mm. and all that are mm. big scheme. Nobody yeah, wants yeah. to invest in it. Yeah, so <laughs> there are there are tech startups with fantastic ideas mm. and yeah. Paystack proved, you know, yeah. it's very right with the kind of cash that most of their early workers, you know, cashed out when they exited. So there are a lot of hundreds of Paystack in Nigeria yeah. today who are still in the garage working from mm. their grandma's uh, room and that you know a lot of people can come together and put put in those businesses so want to you know move in those and and it's still what we're, we're developing but yeah, yeah it makes it makes sense. Sense. i mean that makes sense so what was what's your like next three or two four years where what direction are you going Ah, okay. Um, with Source My Gadgets, right now we are trying to automate some of our processes and see how we can capture even more um, people and help service their needs and all of that. Uh, so we are trying to uh, match a big fit in that space, consumer electronics, which is trust. And that was one of the questions I asked in our class today on science and yeah. technology. Because that is a big challenge in that space. and. Uh, Trying to solve it is no, <laughs> it's not um, no exactly. So just taking it one step at a time. Um, we've been growing gradually since 2017, and we feel right now it's the right time to start taking things to the next level. So in three to four years, we're hoping that we've gained um, enough traction to start to even get into more spaces or more products and things like that. So yeah. Okay. Okay. So I just want to ask, um, like maybe on the final note. Um, what has been your biggest mistake in business? Hmm, my biggest mistake. And how were you able to navigate if you ever did? Mm, I think, well, I won't call it a mistake per se, because everything is a journey and you have to learn from each and every one of these experiences you have. But for me, it was initially just coming with the savior mindset into the business. Yes, you want to make a difference. Yes, you want to help people. But you have to put your feet on the ground and say, I'm not going to go beyond this. I'm not going to do more than this. But then I saw myself because I wanted to um, help people. I want to provide service. As in, I saw myself getting burnt out because I was exhausting myself, using all of myself just to make sure that this person was satisfied or this other person was satisfied. So for me, that was one mistake I made early on in the business. So I started understanding which customers really needed me and which ones were just here for... Uh, exactly. <laughs> so some just came briefly for inquiries, they use your knowledge and go somewhere else. Then there were those that really needed you from beginning to end. So that's, those were people I really focused my energy on. Then secondly, trying to find people that I could trust in that space because the market is large. Mm -hmm. There are so many people you can buy from, but knowing the people that have this or match the same level of integrity that you have for service, for customers, or even based on their principles and all of that, it's not that easy. Yeah, so that's another thing. I went in with a trusting mindset and a few people did screw me over. 
uh, but at least I was able to still salvage my relationship with my customers, which was what was the key thing at that point. So I just knew that moving forward, these people were cancelled. <laughs> yeah, so so yeah, those are some of the things I learned, and um, I think yeah, th that's it. And uh, the business itself didn't really need much capital based on the model it started with, so I didn't need to spend too much money on things that were not needed but also just making sure that I, I think i felt like i should have started investing some of those money immediately i said making them instead of just leaving them in the accounts the bank was just deducting money and all those things so but now I, I know better and it's from experience you begin to learn things like that so if i have excess money in the account i just start to diversify it so it's working while we're still doing some other things. to be for press oh dear lord <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that, that's basically some of the things that i've learned so yeah. real and um and final um, so when she was saying something when she was talking i mean one thing she said really struck me and i felt like i should ask you that you know a lot of entrepreneurs feel like they need to you know, do everything, be everything, but then they don't like they leave out time to relax and to like just chill. So you personally, as you know, as as, a, as an entrepreneur and as an individual, so how do you like balance things and then find out find time to like relax and just reset and refresh? Yeah, yeah that's that's very important to me actually because um, because I I do creative work right sitting down trying to think about the business model the company and all that so relaxing is important so i like spending time with um, people very close to me with friends with my family um, so um, it's it's something i it's it's because it's a trap right entrepreneurship if you if care is not taking you just realize that a month passed and you've not like Slept even six hours in the stretch. So, um, so it's something that I try as much as possible to just you know make out time for um, go out, hang out with friends, and all that. So do I karaoke. Makes sense. Makes sense. I'm sure you've had maximum fun. Yes, I have. I've learned a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you. Thank you guys for coming. Thank um, you for thank you for, for sharing your knowledge. Uh, before we finish, Toby is doing me business plan. Oh dear lord. <laughs> Toby. You guys are gonna see camera. Oh. This will be up there. <laughs> Let us write a business plan. Oh god. Well, <laughs> I mean now I see why you just say you're a mentor. I think I would come and sign up for a mentorship class. Who is my mentor? You guys. I thought you he can link you up with Fondi. So we've come to the end of tonight of today's show and um we definitely hope you've learned a lot and we definitely hope that um, you know going forward this these things that you've learned will actually help you like help you shape your business and you know as possible. Um thank you and from me, Israel and JD. Thank you guys, thanks for listening. See you on the next episode. Bye.
Big one, big two.